This podcast is a presentation of Nags Head Church. Stay tuned and find us online at nagsheadchurch.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Nags Head Church. All right. It is good to be here, and we do thank you for your support of Camp Kale. But again, today we're looking at the Word. We're going to be in Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, we're going to be looking at verses 8 uh, through 20, and today's message is the Shepherd Watch, but again, I, I would like to thank you for uh, supporting Kale, and not going to go too much into it, but when we've kind of emphasized this this year, why not give the gift of camp? Give the gift of camp, because when you send a child to camp, it takes them out of their environment, and sometimes their environments are not that great. And it gives them an opportunity to be out in God's creation and to hear about him and to be with people who love them and to help them build community. Why not give the gift to camp? Campcale.com. There it is. There's my commercial for today. But uh, again, it is good to be here and to be able to bring this word. And I was talking to Andy uh, before I planned my message. I said, you know, I know he's preaching next Sunday. So I said, all right. Andy, what are you preaching on? I don't want to step all over your Christmas sermon. He said, well, he's going another direction, so I thought I'd do the shepherds today. And I, man, when I was growing up, I was about six years old, and somebody asked me, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, a shepherd. And my older brother got a hold of that and made fun of me for years. But I thought, you know, how, how neat would that be? You know, just be a shepherd, you know, watch some sheep and I just heard about it in church, and I thought, that'd be a great thing. I think I want to be a shepherd. And I think a little bit that's what the Lord has led me to do, is to be a shepherd, especially for kids that come to camp. And so serving in, in vocational ministry and being able to help and to guide in, in certain areas, it's good to be able to come and look at the, at the story of the shepherds t- this morning. So if you have your Bibles, Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them, about this child and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them but mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart the shepherds returned glorifying and praising god for all the things they had heard and seen were which were just as they had been told let's pray dear lord we thank you for this day we thank you for the opportunity to come into your house and just to worship you Lord, this Christmas season, as we think about what you have done for us, Lord, help us just to feel that glory. 
Lord, help us to feel your presence in such a, a mighty and a strong and powerful way that we, we don't forsake your name. Lord, that we're watching, we're waiting, we're, we're, we just want to revel in your glory and we want to be right here in this time and in this moment. So Lord, today as we look at your scripture, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity. Lord, how you revealed yourself to these guys. Lord, today reveal yourself to us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And so, and they were shepherds. It's a great way to, pa- to start this passage of Scripture in this sermon this morning. Because when you think of shepherds, what do you think about? Well, you may, you know, in the Easter story, or Easter story, oh my goodness, I just scripted a whole holiday. In the Christmas story, you may have seen it in, in a child's play when they're wearing the bathrobes and towels over their heads. No, that's not shepherds. That's, that's pretty cool to look at it that way. But the shepherds were outcasts most of the time, smelly bunch of guys who didn't have, you know, a great standing in the community. When people thought about the shepherds, they just kind of passed them on by. They said, well, you know, they're out and kind of loners if you want to look at it that way. But here these shepherds were out in the middle of the night. They were just the common men. But maybe these, speci- these shepherds were a little bit more special than the others. These actually might have been temple shepherds. Because in the temple, not too far away in Jerusalem, what did they have to do? They had to make sacrifices. And the sacrifice was usually some kind of lamb or something else. And so these shepherds most likely were watching over, with the vicinity that they were, were watching over very special sheep. The sheep that would one day be the sacrifice in the temple. I thought it was pretty cool. And so as we look at that, have you ever been in a time in your life, in the middle of the night, where you just don't know what exactly is going on, and you wish you had some more guidance, and you wish that something would just be laid out on you, and and you're waiting for it, and it's kind of like, Lord, just give me a sign, give me something, I'm just tired, and I, I want to see you. I want to know what your direction is for my life. I want to hear something. Lord, what is it? And there were shepherds out in the field watching over their flocks by night. And God breaks through the darkness. On that starry night, when all that was kind of there was just the light of the campfire and the stars twinkling in the sky. And they probably saw the star over towards Bethlehem and thought, what's going on over there? It's a little bit brighter than it usually is. And they were probably cold and, and again, probably hungry. And and they probably smelled like sheep and just outcasts alone in the middle of the night, not really waiting for something, but just there. And then God breaks through the darkness. It had probably been like 400 years before God had revealed himself in such a way. He had revealed himself individually, but corporately it hadn't been that way it's been dark spiritually for so long and so God breaks through the darkness the flock starts to become restless and the sheep are doing something the shepherd's like what's going on and boom angels there was there was this angel right there in front of them and they're like oh what what's going on and they were terrified and what does the angel say don't be afraid. 
Now, it's not one of them like little like flutter babies, you know, you see in Cupid looking stuff. That's, it's not, man, these are strong angels. This angel came with full might and authority from God, and there he was, boom, right in front of them. And he says again to them, don't be afraid because they're like, I'm out of here. Forget the sheep. Let's go. But God revealed himself to them. Don't be afraid. I have a message for you today. And it says that the glory of the Lord shone all around them. This is an extra biblical word, but it has biblical meaning. Any Pentecostal friends here this morning? What came about was the Shekinah glory of God. That's just a good word. I like that. Shekinah glory. What that meant was that the glory of God was all around him. They just didn't see it. They felt it. And it was all over them. And they were ate up with the glory of God. And it was a neat thing. And there it was. They could feel it all around them. And so they had this glory. They were seeing it. They were feeling it. God's presence was filling the area. And God was with us because of Jesus. Again, he said to them, don't be afraid. When God's glory is evident, it can overwhelm us. Have you ever been sitting in church and you just feel it? Ooh, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and it can overwhelm us. So sometimes it's scary. Why would God's glory be scary? Why, when the presence of God shows up, can it scare you? Because a lot of times we're living in darkness. And there's that sin in our lives that we don't want to let go of. But when God's glory comes in, there's no place for that anymore. And when we feel it in our hearts and our souls, it's got to go. So there's that struggle there, and there's that thing that sin says, oh, I don't, don't expose me to God's glory. And when God's glory exposes our sin, it has to go, and it's gone. And that's what was happening. That's why the shepherds were afraid, because they were exposed to God's glory. And God said, don't be afraid. When Sometimes it just feels too much, but don't be afraid to bask in God's glory. Oh, but I've got too much in my life. I've got too much sin. Let God's glory shine all over you. And as this happens, then the sin and the stuff that you say, oh, but I, I wanted to hold on to this. Let it go. Let it go. And so the angels told him, I bring you good news of great joy. Good news of great joy. What is good news? What do we call it? For first four books of the New Testament are the what? The gospel. There it is. The angels brought the gospel to these shepherds. They brought the good news. It had never been heard like this before. And so the good news was brought publicly out near the fields near Bethlehem. The good news was brought straight from heaven. The birth of Jesus is the beginning of the gospel. Without Jesus, there is no good news. Woo! You feel it? You know what I'm saying? So the good news came with Jesus. The Savior has been born. The Messiah. What does Jesus mean? Jesus meant was a form of Joshua, Yeshua. The Savior 
The one who saves is now born. The Savior is here. The Messiah, the chosen one, the promised one, the Christ. I bring you good news of great joy. How's your joy this morning? I was going through a time in my life, and this is a sidetrack, so this takes a little rabbit here. I'll try to catch up with him in a minute. But I had a friend. I was going through something. And I had a friend who would always say to me, how's your joy? I was like, what do you mean, how's my joy? He said, how's your joy? What are you feeling? I was like, y- you know what I'm going through. I'm not happy. He said, I, don't, I didn't ask you if you were happy. I said, how's your joy? What? What are you talking about? But there is a difference between happiness and joy. Happiness comes from external situations oh there are things that i'm happy about you know when i didn't get a speeding ticket coming here because i was late i was happy all right because i've actually done that before trying to get to church on time to preach and get a speeding ticket and the officer says uh sir you going to church this morning i said yes sir and i'm actually preaching Mm. i still got a ticket all right (laughs) but that didn't happen this morning so i was happy i was happy I almost got here, well, I was about 10 minutes late, but almost got here on, on time. But when things happen, you know, when you give gifts to your children or you receive a gift, it makes you happy. But I think when you give things away, when you give out of abundance of your heart, it brings you joy. Joy is internal. Joy is a thing that only comes through Christ. Make sense? Yeah. Because sometimes we're just not happy. And sometimes in our lives we think, you know, things aren't going the way that I thought it was. I'm just not happy in this situation. But has God given you joy? And if you look inside yourself, and sometimes you've got to look hard. But the joy is there. Let the joy come out. And the angel said, I bring you good news of great joy. It's just not here. Jesus did not come. Uh Uh-oh. Jesus did not come to earth to make you happy. Jesus came to earth to bring you joy. To bring that joy that will last for eternity. And so he said, this will be a sign unto you. What is a sign? You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And the shepherds were like, what? What, what? All right, did I I hear that right? Swaddling clothes and lying in a manger? You know, we probably just came from that area. We we left there. We were near the manger before we went out to the field today. That's where our, our sheep were hanging out before we brought them into this field to graze for a little while. What do you mean we're gonna go find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger, a feed box? Are you sure, angels? Now, they were terrified. I don't think they're really saying all this. But for us this morning, you know, as we think about it, again, swaddling clothes and lying in a manger? Well, swaddling clothes is, is not that out of the ordinary because they would actually wrap a baby in swaddling clothes to help them in their growth process to make sure that everything was lined up just straight and their bones and everything was, had come together. So they would be wrapped in swaddling clothes. 
But to lie a baby in a manger, a feed box, in a stable. But that was a place the shepherds could go. Hmm. What if the angel said, you know what? You will find a baby in robes in the palace. Shepherds couldn't have gone there. Because they would have gone to the gates of the palace and they would say, and the people would have said, uh-uh, no further. But Jesus welcomes us. Jesus says, I will meet you where you are. And the angel says, you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger, a place you can go. And you can see the Savior firsthand. And then, a great company of the heavenly host were there. The angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. The first Christmas worship. There it was, this Christmas worship. What happened there? The angels just came out and... They were praising God. And again, it wasn't just one angel. It was a host. It filled the sky. And during this Christmas worship, they were letting loose. They were having a good time. They brought it from heaven. This worship was not like anything else. They had this glory to God. And this glory was all around them. They were feeling it. And again, not these angels that, you know, were weak and timid, but were strong and mighty. And they were blowing the shepherds away. And they were feeling it, and they were getting into it. You know, like we were doing a little bit this morning during the songs. Yeah, they were feeling it, they were getting into it, and it was going well, and they, were, they could feel God's presence. Again, they were probably terrified. They were scared. But when we see this glory to God and what the angels were bringing, it was proper worship. And when God's glory shines on you, what do you do? What do you do in worship when God's glory shines on you? Shine it back. Shine it back. When God's glory comes down during worship and during our times that we feel God's presence in our lives, we have to shine it back. Because what are we? We are the reflection of God. And as God shines on us, we need to reflect it back to him and give him all glory, all praise, and all honor. So this was true worship. What was going to be the result? The result was going to be peace on earth, peace on men on whom his favor rests. Now, peace is not an absence of conflict. All right? Sometimes we say, oh, I'll just give in because I don't want to stir anything up. Peace is not the absence of conflict because most of the time, if you don't speak up, things just keep going downhill. Was Jesus' life, did he have, (laughs) did he not bring some conflict? Because everything that was coming, what was the conflict against? The conflict was against sin. So when God's glory comes to this earth and hits up against sin, there's going to be conflict. 
So it wasn't the absence of conflict, but rather it was facing it head on and saying, look, something's got to change here. It's got to be different. It has to be according to my glory. And there will be peace, but there will be things that we have to go through. And so what was the shepherd's response? The shepherd's response was simply this. Let's go. Let's see. Let's respond. So they got up. After the angels had gone back into heaven, they were probably like, I mean, whoa, what? Did you, did you see that too? Did you feel that? Did you, oh, wow. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go see this thing which the angels had told us about. And so they did. They took off. Let's see with our own eyes. And let's respond. And that happens in worship too. When you are told something, what do you need to do? You need to go. Let's go. How many of you, and I, I left everybody asleep at my house when I left home this morning. You know, and I hope they wake up and go to church. (laughs) I'm sure they will. Okay, all right. So, when you hear something, first thing you have to do is let's go. You came here for a reason this morning. You may not know what that reason is, but you had to come here. You had to see what was going on. And then as you leave, there needs to be some response. Don't just leave here today and say, oh, you know, there's not much going on. I went and I did my time. Let's go and respond. So they went and they went and they encountered. And when they encountered, what did they find? What did they find? What did they find? They found a family. A husband and a wife, and a newborn baby. They found a family. And in the midst of the family was Jesus. When visitors come to Nags Head Church, what do they find? And this is what I hope. They find a family. And in the midst of that family is Jesus. So one day some shepherds may come into Nags Head Church on a busy beach summer Sunday morning. And they'll find a family. And in the middle of the family, they'll find Jesus. And that's what the shepherds found on that day. They found God is now with us. That was better than the angels out in the field. They probably couldn't take it all in. They probably couldn't all process it. But they were seeing Jesus, who is God, with us. If so, from there they went and they spread the word. They saw the fulfillment of what they were told. And what did they do? They couldn't keep their mouths shut. They went and they told everybody else. They said, hey, What's what we saw on the field? Some angels showed up. And guess what? They told us that the Messiah had come. The Savior is here. Let's go. Let's tell everybody. And they did. These guys 
who spent all their time out in the field watching sheep might have spoken two to three words together throughout the whole night were telling everybody and everyone and probably even their sheep. They were excited. They couldn't hold back. They spread the word. They told other, and people were amazed. What? These guys, these shepherds, do you hear them? Are people amazed when you share Jesus with them? Or would you rather just sit in the field and be quiet? We need to share Jesus, and people will be amazed. They were very unlikely witnesses and evangelists. But they had had an experience with God, and they weren't going to be quiet anymore. So what happened? As they came, and as we get to this, the final parts of this passage of Scripture, it said that Mary treasured and pondered all these things in her heart. A family that was all alone for Christmas. And God sent them a bunch of shepherds. They weren't alone anymore. God provided them company. They were not alone in this journey. Nobody else wanted anything to do with Mary and Joseph and Jesus. They stuck them over in this place. And then the shepherds were there with them. They were not alone. Mary had fulfilled the first part of her mission. And she treasured that. And then she pondered. Now... <clears throat> Another side rabbit here. I'll chase him just for a minute. People ask me, or I've asked people to do stuff before, and you know, and your preacher and your elders come and they ask you something, and, and you know what you usually say to them? I'll pray about it. Do you really? Do you really pray about it? So I got tired of people telling me that they'd pray about stuff, and I'd never hear back from them. So I quit telling people, I pray about stuff. I tell them, I will ponder that in my heart. <laughs> All right? They say, Matt, will you do that? I say, I'll ponder that in my heart. But this is what Mary did. She pondered it in her heart. And that's discipleship. Discipleship is hearing and seeing and then applying it and trying to understand it because she was now going to have to have more faith than she did to begin with. The first part of what God has told her had been accomplished, but now she had to raise this child. That was going to take a lot of faith because people were still going to look at her like she was crazy, and she was going to have to raise this child in the spirit and in the admonition of the Lord. She had to put this now, her faith, into practice. Let's turn back to the shepherds. They went back to their fields because at some point you got to go home. All right? Sometimes at some point you have to go home. And as you go home, as they came back to their fields, they were changed men. Changed men. You cannot have an encounter with Jesus and not come away changed. Because once you have that experience, things are different. It's not a one and done kind of thing. It is now 
life. And so as these shepherds came back to their field, they came back worshiping and praising God. They glorified him because everything that the angels had told him were just as they had been told. It was made real in their lives. What's real in your life this morning? Are you waiting in a field somewhere? Is it dark and cold and you think you're just talking to yourself? Or has God broke through the darkness and touched your life in such a way that there has to be a response? If God is speaking to you today, respond to him. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we do thank you for this day. We thank you for the love that you show us and the life that you give us. And Lord, we, we thank you that you broke through the darkness in such a way that your glory was felt. Not just seen, it was felt. And you filled those guys with your presence. And they saw and they experienced Jesus. And the gospel was shared. So, Lord, today as we, we sing this final song, Lord, help us to sing it as we reflect your glory back to you. Lord, we thank you that Jesus, Emmanuel, is with us. In the strong and precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. This has been a presentation of Nags Head Church. Love God, love others, reach the world.